What's happening, people? Welcome to another edition of Politrip. You got what you need, network. As always, be sure to check out the other great broadcasts on this network. Encourage and inspire podcast. Shout out to my guy Darrell, the Blackmail Podcast, um, Life and Love, um, as well as Ian Friends. <clears throat> um, yeah, man. Today um, we're gonna talk about Coach Prime. Um, talk about Chris Christie's niece being kicked off a flight out of um, New Orleans, I believe. Um, Jalen Kitna, um, he's the um, son of uh, Jack Kitna, a former NFL quarterback, um, as well as uh, ah, just some other things, man. But let, let's get started. Um, let's talk about Coach Prime real quick. So by now, everybody knows he's accepted a job at Colorado. Um, Pat. 12, I guess, school now. <laughs> um, and yeah, man, um, definitely been some mixed reactions that definitely surprised me. Um, he had always made it clear that, you know, um, sooner or later, he, he would accept uh, a, a bigger, a job at a bigger school. Um, and I, I I don't get this notion that we um as black people like, you know, when we give back, like we just have to stay there. This man was making three hundred thousand a year, half of which he gave back to the school to help with facilities being built when they ran out of money. Um, secure corporate sponsors. I believe Under Armour is now sponsored there at, at Jackson State. Um, enhancements to the stadium, um, you know, different um, building and practice facilities, and just all types of new attention being brought to not just Jackson State, but the SWAC conference as a whole and for three years and in three short years he's he's turned the program around brought pride back pride back might be strong because you know I'm not saying that there wasn't you know school pride down there whatever but now there's a lot of connections with different um, celebrities that he connected with the school you know, so now future homecomings, you know, it's easier to reach out to certain people that they might not have had privy to have contact information for. Um, like he doesn't take all of what he's done and and goes like some say leave a place better than you found it. And, and I believe that that's what he did. Um, it, what, but what really gets me mad is this people that never cared about uh, HBCU, never even talked about it, and 
wanna wanna judge that this man, oh, you know, oh, he took the money and he ran and all of this kind of stuff. And I'm not trying to be like racist, but when I see white people who, like I said before, never donated, never spoke about the disparities between HBCUs and, and um publicly um white institutions or whatever. Like and and then for you to, to get on social media and, and and go after this man or whatever, I, I just think it's so corny. So so corny. You don't care about those kids. You just you just you just care about like throwing shade at somebody that people was giving props to. So you could say, uh, told you he ain't real, you know, he just like everybody else. Like you would never say that about a, a, a white coach going from a small, obsolete school to a bigger school. And I and I say that because no one said anything about Hugh Freeze going to Liberty with all the crazy charges he had, you know, uh, uh, you know, sexual harassment, all all types of nonsense, or whatever. And then as soon as he showed that he could still coach and, you know, went to Liberty and I guess they threw the holy water on him or whatever, what was the first thing he'd do? Run and take the job at Arbor. No one said anything, anything, anything. And this, and this was somebody that no other school would have touched besides a school like Liberty because they knew they had the cover of being a religious, a, a Christian college, a Christian university or whatever. And it wasn't like once they, once people spoke on it, it was going to pretty much be a non-story or whatever. But let's not forget what he did. He, he was untouchable when Liberty hired. And now he's coaching Auburn. Nothing. But now you have Coach Prime who helped build stuff at a school, bring attention to um, a school that, like, even if you paid attention to the SWAT, um, you were looking at schools like Florida A&M, Bethune-Cookman, Southern, Grambling. And I'm not saying like Jackson State, eh, whatever, but Jackson State had, hadn't won the SWAT championship in a minute. You know what I'm saying? So let, let's just be clear. So um, salute to, to Coach Prime. Um, appreciate what you did, you know, for, for our people, for the culture. And I, I wish you well um in, in all your future endeavors man like i i just I, I i'm speaking on um my behalf and people that think like i do man i salute you i salute what you did um and i salute the seeds that you planted that will that will help the university continue to grow and you know, like the haters man they're gonna talk so once again man Thank you, thank you, thank you, Coach Prime. Can't wait to see um, how the Colorado Buffaloes look next year. Um, can't wait to see what big time recruits um, you land. And yeah, man, I, I, I wish you the best. And if anybody wants to really speak 
on behalf of Jackson State and just go read the um, statement that the Alumni Association um, made to him. You know, so I'll leave it at that. Y'all already know how I feel about former New, New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, Mr. Bridgegate himself. But um, besides him finally growing some and deciding to attack Donald Trump publicly, it's, it's a little bit of irony to that story. Shannon Epstein, that's his niece, was kicked off a, a flight for being a racist, basically. She called a Latino family that was also on the flight drug mules. And as they um, were removing her from the flight, she began to fight, injured six deputies, spit on one of them, bit one of them, breaking the skin, then yelled um, that all of them would lose their jobs because her uncle was close friends with none other than Donald Trump. <laughs> I don't know about that anymore. But um, I, bring, I, I bring this story up to simply say, man, like, this is why, like, the, the whole, the Trumpism can't be ignored. This is why I continue to call people out that try to normalize you know, neighbors, friends, family members, you know, they want to go back to speaking to them and all that kind of stuff. So they try to ignore the nonsense. And I, I was, and this is why you can't. This is why you can't. Like, here wasn't anything in which her rights were being violated. She wasn't losing any money. She wasn't paying any extra taxes. Um... You know, nobody was getting an abortion on that plane. Um, I believe the family was heterosexual, so we're not talking about a gay Latino drug mule family. You know, so I'm bringing up all these things to say, like, what was the reason and in, in her concern that she had to engage with this family anyway? I'll tell you, it's that Trumpism, it's that nonsense, it's that, like, I own any place that I decide to, to to visit, to grace with my presence. Like, it suddenly becomes about me. And although I have no ownership and no right to restrict who can come and go from a place, um, I, I will continue to pretend that I do. And and will make scenes and, and and get arrested, you know. And, and and we and we're just lucky that like this time, like that the authorities acted appropriately. In many cases, they wait for the situation to get you know to go too far. Like imagine if this had had, had not happened on a plane, and happened at a restaurant, and. The, the people that was doing harassment were regulars and, you know, the owner didn't want to call the police on them or whatever. And then and then and then it got out of hand. And what if the wife, you know, or the family, you know, got tired of being insulted, and, and, you know, and 
subject to the, these racist things. So she stepped, she stepped to Miss um, Epstein. Like we never look at like the what is, you know, in these situations. Like, and we already see that the checks and balances that supposed to be in place in society don't always work. Like if they did, like Trump would be indicted already. Like you could take, you can basically excuse everything he did, right? But now we know for sure that he was part of the planning of the January 6th insurrection. And we know that he stole top secret documents and took them to Mar-a-Lago. Like, like we know that is fact. Anybody else would be in a federal holding cell waiting on trial. I understand with him being a, for, a former president, it's some logistics that, that's involved in that, but he's a private citizen now and he can't be uh, above the law. And we see that it's still remnants of that behavior out there. And it should be shown that even though Chris Christie tried to come out and speak out against Trump, that his family was still calling him close friends with the former governor. So we all know that that was, that, that was a front and that was just a way to position himself to try to run for president again. And do remember in a state that he had already had on lock and was going to win his second term by a landslide, he still decided to bully dozens and dozens of small town mayors and force them to endorse him or he would hold back state funds for different projects and their municipalities. So like, and that's in addition to so many other things he did, like just from a racist standpoint. Um, and then, you know, to go back to Bridgegate and regardless of whether he was charged or not, people in his senior administration went to prison because of the actions that they, that they committed on his back. So it's just crazy the things that <laughs> some people just assume that they can come back from and that, you know, that like, like that Bridgegate is not gonna follow him forever. And then let, let's not forget when he closed down all the state parks and then him and his family went and, and sat on the beach at a state park you know, just just to give the middle finger to the people that don't like him in the state. Like, this is the type of dude that he is. So I'm not surprised at what his niece did. Um, that runs in the family. That type of attitude runs in the family. And all of these fake I hate Trumpers who, who are just trying to position themselves just in case he's indicted. And then it's open season for the GOP nomination. They want to they want to feel like they're on the side of right and to say that they said something, you know, prior to the indictment, even though they know it's going down any old way.
Oh, man, Jalen Kitna, um, quarterback at the University of Florida, um, Jack Kitna's um, son, was arrested and um, released on an $80,000 bond for possession and distribution of child pornography. So now let me um, like explain like what he did and then y'all can decide um, you know how big a story is. All right. All right. So he shared a, a video on a social media platform called Discord um, and it showed a grown man sexually abusing very young girl. Um, I think after that, he made, um, after that, I think he shared it again. And um, once it was shared, then I guess the, um, the organization for missing and exploited um, children contacted the FBI. Um, they started to investigate and then they found some other images. Um, two, I think, were of naked young girls in the shower. And I forgot what the other um, photo was, but it was also um, put into evidence. Um, like, just talking about it is kind of sick. So, uh, you know, I don't understand why this story is so quiet, especially in a red state like Georgia, I mean, like Florida, in which, and, 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 and I just thought like we were all out to get child predators or, or people who distribute, who distribute, who distribute, damn, <laughs> child pornography or what have you. Um, but this story is basically. Um, just been a, a, a non-story. Um, everybody's trying to soften the blow. Um, you know that the lawyer is like, you know, he'll he'll be safe. He'll he'll be okay back home in Texas with his family and and all this kind of stuff. But I'm like, what about the images that like he 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 distributed? Like that that was real, and and, and those are real people. In, 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 in those videos. And for some reason, like, he, he got, he gets off, like, looking at stuff like that. So, um, I, I just really think, we what really thought, um, especially since he's an athlete, that um, this would be more of, of a story on, on, on your national, um, sports channel the same way, you know, other stories were. And, and like, just think about how big Jameis Winston crab leg story was compared to Jalen Kitna distributing child pornography. Getting a hookup because they know who you are and they basically told him, Yo, I'm gonna be at Publix today. Yo, I got you. Come through. And somebody told. 
I'm not saying that's cool, but that happened on every campus across America with similar situations like that. And in any um, businesses that like are near the campus or whatever, where, where um, college kids work. That, that's just what it is, man. Like, I, and I'm not defending Jameis or whatever. I'm just saying is that we heard about that story for about a month. You know, everything he did on the sideline, everything he did, you know, in class. Oh, he yelled, he yelled something out, um, you know, d during um, lunch. You know, I guess in the cafeteria, that became news or whatever. But here we have one of the most serious and heinous crimes that you could ever be accused of. And once again, barely a blip on the outrage, the media outrage meter, as I like to call it. Um, recently, um, we had convictions um, for some of the most serious charges that any American citizen could be charged, and that's um, seditious conspiracy. Elmer Stewart Rhodes and Kelly Mag were two of the ringleaders of the January 6th um, insurrection. And I, I don't even think they were there, but when I say ringleader, directed it, planned it, supplied, um, firearms that were at a Virginia hotel, had boats set up to um, to come up the Potomac um, to attack if necessary, and so on and so forth. And now they, they both face, um, you know, over 20 years in, in prison. Um, and in, in, in the difficulty in getting these type of convictions, just show how dangerous these men were. Now, I bring that up to talk about defensive coach of the Washington Commander, Jack Del Rio, who was quoted as calling January 6th insurrection a dust up. And yeah, he got a little pushback at first or, or whatever. Then he, he um, canceled his Twitter account and basically he was unavailable to the media forever. But now since the defense is playing a little better and the team is winning, I saw him pop up. And I, and I, I just want to know that now that we, we know, like, it's not just property damage. It's not just, and, and we've had some other felony convictions that carry seven years. I think something carried um, 10 years, but none of them were the charges of seditious conspiracy. Like, which next to like being like a traitor is like the the most serious thing you could do as an American citizen. And I want to know why the media isn't following up to say, hey, you called this um, just a little dust up. And now we have convictions of some of the most serious charges ever in U.S. history. Do you stand by your words of it being just a dust up? Like, at some moment, people who are defending January 6th 
or and or the participants in that insurrection have to be held accountable. You can't say, oh, well, I I, I supported them because they were upset with the, the government. Nah, man, look. We are allowing people who want this country to, to go back to where it was in the 50s and 60s to con to like parlay that spirit into some kind of right. Like I should have the right to hate and oppress people if I want. Now you have the right to hate who you want, but to use a uh, political power to intimidate and oppress is a step too far. Like there was a there was a shooting at a gay bar, and I was talking to my wife, and I was like, "Here, it's some." gay people in this town who, you know, however the club got to be known as the gay, you know, this place where, where gay people, you know, congregate, I'm pretty sure everybody in town know. So if you straight, you know, you know that ain't your cup of tea or whatever. But every time I turn around, it's so-called straight men who just think that that's um, hurting America or hurting the country or, or whatever, that they show up to these places where people that they pretend to hate is going to be. And if y'all think that old boy just shot up the club because he's against gays, he shot up the club because um, some gay some somebody brought out the gay in him and he can't live with that like it, and, and and trust me when i tell you that most people that speak out against abortion you could go to where they facilitated abortion for someone for a, a woman that they may have impregnated or a family member it's always some, some underlying thing when people pretend to care so much about things that don't really affect them. Um, like having gay people in, in your city is not gonna affect your life in any way, shape or form unless you allow it to. So, um, Going back, I guess, to like my original point about like these criminals and um, this this Trumpism that allows people who who are upset that the country is becoming more diverse, and then trying to parlay that into the country's going in the shambles or the country's going down the drain. I watched Republican after Republican have to admit to getting PPP loans 
that they were then excused and not made to pay back. Hundreds of thousands, in some cases, millions that they were just given and not made to pay back. But yet, any type of spending or government spending, they'll talk to their blue in the face about how that's not good for the future, um, you know, the, I guess the, the future fiscal um, state of our country. But the money that they take or the tax breaks they give to like oil executives who make it money hand over fist and anytime they want to make more money, they just they just drive up the price all while their profit margin is through the roof and no one says anything. But then let your neighbor, you heard got 5,000, then you want to you want to put the list on, on on social media to try to embarrass them or whatever. And these folks getting millions and hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars that they not made to pay back. And, and, and nobody want to say anything. But then these are the same people that want to talk about how bad the country is. And, you know, we can't afford this and we can't afford that for, for poor people. We can't afford this for hungry people. We can't afford to um, discount the price of insulin for, for sick people. We can't um, forgive student loans from predatory lenders. But we can forgive all these rich people who fraudulently got money because it was out there. Crazy, man. But look, man, that's my time, man. Once again, big shout out to Coach Prime. Salute to you. Um, shout out to everybody that um, supports this um, podcast, who shares it, who talks about it. Who um you know puts new people onto it. Can't thank you enough. Don't forget to check out the other great uh podcasts on this network, Ian Friends, Life and Love, the Black Male Podcast, as well as the Encourage and Inspire Podcast. But this is Politrick. I'm your boy Sky, and I'm out. Peace. <laughs>